Seven two yeah. three independent Melbourne made. That's what we are. How are Hello, you? Dave. You doing well? I'm good. How are you? Very well. We're at Out Gang Bar, is which that is how you say it. Yeah, okay. Out Gang, um, which is the Dutch word for exit. So it's Exit Brewing Bar, um, Bridge Road, Richmond. Bridge Road, Richmond. Represent y'all. Uh, you loved the vibe when you walked in. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So we walked in. Uh, Opportunistically, we walked in as Richmond Football Club scored a goal. Mm-hmm. So I walked in to see an entire bar pretty much erupt with the celebration of a Richmond goal, which like you can't buy. You you can't buy that. That's everyone in the same venue um, invested in the same thing, and it's one TV. They're showing one game. I granted, it's the biggest game of the year yeah, outside yeah. of finals, but like. To have that interaction where everyone's invested and then the, we went to the bar and they said, you've come at the right time because when Richmond score a goal, you get a $5 schooner. Like, It's a good deal. I, I, that's just... Of exit beer? Of exit beer, yeah. Like, that's everyone getting involved. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. They got a pie warmer as well. Oh, I, mean, I love what a else pie do you warmer. Want? Yeah. If I see a pie warmer, I'm just like, I'm probably going to get a pie. Um, pie warmer slash heart warmer. Yeah. No, no, but like... <laughs> Like that's great, but we went like we came in at the, at the opportune time, but that real like this is my first trip to our gang, and yeah. that sold it to me. Yeah, yeah, I've been here a couple of times. Um, we're sitting outside currently. We've it's got a West Coast IPA in our hands. It's delicious. Yeah, it's tasting really good. Um, yeah, I like our gang bar. It's a nice place. Yeah, my first time. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah. Now, I don't have any news, Dave. All right. Because my phone is dead. Okay, why is your phone dead? I spilt um, Phantom Hiver on it last night. What's Hiver? Uh, Hiver is their winter beer, I think. Is Hiver winter in French? Could or be. something. Um, it was a five-year-old one that I never... It was kind of a Beer de Garde style mm-hmm. in terms of it's got that kind of multi-dustiness that Beer de Garde's have. But that's um, going to be like lost in the sort of mayhem that... No, uh, no, so the... Oh. The, Is that more? the Hiver was always, um, for people that know Phantom, that was always one of their down-the-line ones. Wow. But okay. after five years, it had developed this beautiful um, sourness that, that Phantom beers have, but the dusty maltiness of a beer to guard was still in the mix. Ever present, yeah. Okay. It was lovely. Anyway, uh, cracked open a 750ml seven, seven bottle last night, put it down, uh, put it on a cord, spilt it, spilt it onto my phone, now my phone port saying there's too much moisture in the thing and I, I can't. Anyway, so I didn't note down any news on the way here. That's the f- my phone is key to this whole podcast, really. Not you, not I. No, it's the phone. The phone. Yeah. Um, so no news, but shall we introduce our guests? Sure. Well, they introduce themselves. They do, and it's key because there's three of them. Mm. Uh, so you'll need to know which one's which to get the whole flavour of the show, I guess. But, yeah. Um, Let's just throw to them um, and we'll come back after we're done. Yeah, come back. We're talking with Burnley Brewing. Please enjoy. Let's just start and then I'll tell the listeners what we're going to do. I mean, I'm seeing the timer. It's ticking up. We are ticking up. Sounds like it's recording to me. Hello, Dave. How are you? Good. We're at Burnley Brewing. We've got a paddle of beers in front of us. We've got cans of beers in front of us. We've got three people in front of us as well. Uh, I might get them to sound off rather than me going through. 
Uh, hi, I'm Neil. What do you do here, Neil? Oh, I run the show. <laughs> <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> uh, Phil, uh, I try and help Neil run the show. Um, yeah. Drink a lot of beer. And uh, I'm Michael, and I'm uh, brewing uh, most of the beers here. So, yeah. Cool. Doing God's work. Uh, what is Burnley Brewing? People might not know what this is because it's a somewhat of a small place in Melbourne. Uh, Tell us about it. Nice little brew pub in Richmond, um, down the east end of Bridge Road. 14 taps. Beer serves fresh off the tank. Yep. Feel yeah. anything to add? Join, join at a at a few bits and pieces. Yeah, we um. So yeah, yeah, we we, we like to serve uh, you know delicious food and, and beer in sort of a relaxed atmosphere. Obviously, you know, sort of uh, heaps of wine and local you know sort of boutique spirits as well. Um, you know, bit of sport on TV, pretty relaxed kind of atmosphere. Hmm. This used to be an Italian restaurant. It did. Yep. Um, has it kept the same furnishings and stuff? Uh, a little bit. It kept the same kitchen, yep. um, and 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 the kitchen staff were nice enough to stay on board. They all had uh, just enough leave to take them through uh, the renovation stage, so we got to keep a whole bunch of uh, really well qualified chefs. Um, so you know, all our pastas are still hand rolled. You know, we still do uh, you know good pizzas, and and um, as I said just before, when I walked into the cool room, there's a full pig just sitting there. Um, yeah. We've got a, <laughs> got a big suckling pig dinner on tonight, so awesome. you know, do all sorts of things. Is that like a private? Function or it's well, it's, it's in the it's in the main restaurant, but um, yeah, right. you know, it's just for big groups. You can we sort of give that as an option. So you can you come know? into a brewery, get a whole suckling pig. You can get a whole suckling pig. Beers. Yeah, Jesus, sounds alright. Let's talk about the beer. Uh, I can see a brewery. Well, I can't right now. I can see some fermentation tanks. Uh, there's a brewery behind us. Not brewing on site just yet, though. No, that's correct. So we've got um. We've been brewing down in Dandenong um, for, jeez, since, since April. Since April. Um, and uh, there we've got a 10-heck system, 20-heck fermenters, and um, we're doing all our core range beers down there. But as of this Thursday, we'll be brewing here in, uh, in Richmond, and uh, we've got a 5-heck system here. We've got four 10-heck fermenters, so double batch into each of those, and this is where we'll be starting to do the more... Uh, Beers without borders, I guess. So, <laughs> just uh, start saying, you know, a big fuck you to the Reinheitsb- board and just... Uh, what, <laughs> what is in your background that makes you want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that is quite funny because I... Um, uh, so, I went over to Germany to do the Brewers and Malters Apprenticeship in Germany. Went there in 2012. Um, and it's a three-year-long apprenticeship. And for the last six years, I've just been brewing... Pilsners, Weizens, Lagers and stuff like that all you know beautiful fantastic beers and on fantastic systems and in great breweries um, but I was missing my craft beers I was missing those sours those those fruity beers and everything like that so now that I'm finally back in Australia I'm just like alright let's start let's start mixing it up <laughs> um, I've only tasted the Calabria so far so yeah, that's the that's the German background in there <laughs> I love it it's, it's so it's good. good really good I, yeah. I think we're probably the worst people to want to talk about Random beers. We want to talk about calabers. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess looking at the board, you've kind of uh, the approaches. There are, I guess, across twelve taps, you've covered every style, kind of a thing. Um, is that kind of always going to be the approach? You know, you've got, I guess, three IPAs, a couple of stout, a stout, a double brown, or IPAs, or IPAs. Yeah. I think I think our, our philosophy is that we just 
keep mixing it up because it means that whenever someone comes in here, even if they're a regular that comes in each week, they'll have something new each time. Um, so our plan is, and it definitely uh, will be a challenge, but it, it'll be fantastic if it works out, is each week on a Wednesday, I believe, we'll be releasing a new beer. Yeah, right. So um, we've got the capabilities to do it. And you've called it now. And I've called it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's on tape. Yeah. You know, we'll have those Keller beers, those Bock beers, those Bavarian Weizens and stuff like that because I love those beers. Um, but it means we can also bring in some sours, bring in lots of different IPAs, get something that's really dank and strong or just get a nice summer ale in there and just, just play around and do whatever we really feel like doing. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, man, there's so many beers in front of me and I don't know where to start with questions. Uh, let's talk about cans first. I can see two different sorts of cans on the table here. Uh, I love the packaging. Um, it's really good. Tell us what beers are in there. So the first two we've put in pack, um, just just canned on last Friday for the first time. We've got our, our pale ale and a Vienna lager. Um, so the pales are kind of new world, really tropical hoppy um, pale pale ale. Um, it's four and, and five the for Vienna us. Vienna lager is at the other end of the spectrum. So. Uh, malt balance, gem, traditional German um, brew, German hops, German malt, 5.6%, full flavoured lager. Yeah. Well, that Vienna lager is right up my alley and having that in big cans, because what are they, 440? Yeah, 440 mils. Yeah, 440 cans mm. of that kind of lager is really playing to my strength. Because so, walking uh, to the fridge is shit. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you can do that 33% less of the time, then... Um, exactly. It's yeah. two and a half standards <laughs> per can. So yeah, it's uh sort of it's it's, pun- it's punching. Well, why yeah. those two? Why those two? Just different ends of the spectrum. Uh, we 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 were um, we had the luxury, I suppose, with the with the venue here to sort of road test a couple of our beers. They just became the best sort of sellers. Um, Vienna Lager was a bit of a surprise. Um, I think we, went, we did a um, we did a we did a motor show up at the um, up at the showgrounds a little while ago. And uh, a whole bunch of car fans were pouring the, the pale ale and the Vienna lager. We gave a few dudes the pale ale. And they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Fruity, fruity, fruity <laughs> hipster bullshit. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, maybe this one's more up your alley. And I poured them the Vienna. And they, um, they ended up smashing. I think it was about eight pints each. Yeah, um, and, and I loved it. They were just, they were just uh, I mean... They did. They did still uh, skull the pale ale they originally ordered, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're just popular. Yeah. Vienna lager is an interesting style because it probably has a lot more character than people are, I guess, used to. Um, but <coughs> lager people still get it, I guess. Well, that's that's the whole thing because it's a bit more exciting than your than your standard lager that you that everyone's used to. And, you know that that big corporate beer that's just you know just smashable but also no thrills sort of thing whereas this one has a bit of complexity of like toasty malts in there you still have a nice balanced spicy herbal noble hop background as well and um, actually something I just want to add with the the European beers so like the Keller beer the Vienna Lager um, when we do brew those we will actually brew those to um, and are brewing those to German purity law as well so we're not doing any no world flock no no yeast nutrient or anything like that we're just literally just the four ingredients and um, yeah because if we can do it then then let's do it sort of thing um, but yeah so that's that's the reason why we did the Vienna Lager um, it's also I mean 
all, all brewers know that lagers are actually really hard to brew because you can't hide faults behind hops or roasted malts or anything like that. So if you get this right, then people will... I, well, I believe this is what I think. If you, if you get this right, then people will respect and go, oh, actually, hang on, these guys know what they're doing. Let's keep watching what, what's coming out. Mm. What made like you that. go to Germany and do the malting and brewers course? Um, well, when I was here, that, that, there's, there's that... Um, that course in uh, Ballarat, Ballarat yeah. that, that you can do, but I think that came out in like 2013, 2014, just after I left. Oh, I see. Um, and my parents are actually German, so I've got the German passport. So I had the I had the opportunity to move over there, apply to 100 different breweries, and finally got a position in a small brewery, um, and then moved on to a larger brewery, where I was able to learn, just gain so much experience in the German brewing world. Um, what were the breweries? So the first brewery is called Besterbrui. It was on the Mosel River, which is just a 10-hex system as well. We'll probably brew like tw- oh, three times a month sort of thing. So we weren't br- producing that much beer. It was literally just for the restaurant. Mm. But then I went to a brewery called Korplinzer Brewery, and we would produce 400 to 450 hectolitres every two hours. So yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so it was a <laughs> bit of a contrast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so much beer. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty nuts. And just lager, um, ma- ma- mainly lagers, but we also did a lot of uh, wheat beers as well. Um, we also did a lot of beers for China, Belgium, France. So it was it was just a. It's funny because I think it's a large brewery, but it's still just a middle sized brewery in Germany, mm. and because uh, we would produce roughly two hundred and fifty thousand hectoliters in a year. And that's still just a small brewery. I'm like, guys, what? <laughs> you guys drink a lot of beer. <laughs> it's a good, um, it's a good resume to have, though, because I think that kind of um, brewing skill is going to be, uh, it's going to come back around and be a big feature in uh, Australia in the next few years. I think. Cause oh well, we hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What um, breaking out of the, the Run Heitzkabot styles? Or approach. What have you kind of taken from that into, say, a New England IPA or a, a sour beer? Is there any sort of lessons you've learned? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, actually, the biggest thing is um, fermentation process. Obviously, is always important. Um, but what I learned from the lagering process um, in Germany and just temperatures and stuff like that, I know. It's, Mm, it's hard to s- explain, I guess. Like, you're allowed to be as, as nerdy as you want. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just you know, people. Some breweries, like actually in Cologne uh, with the Kelsch, they actually produce their beers really quickly, um, and uh, so you get those levels of diacetyl because they're crashing too early and stuff like that. And from those sort of brews and experiences, I was just kept learning. Take your time. Don't rush it. Beer does need uh, you know need its time to mature and uh, and just give it its time that's something I definitely learnt, learnt in Germany it's hmm. I don't know it's a simple thing but just don't rush it that's hmm. yeah that's not really helpful is it sorry guys no, no, no <laughs> that's good yeah, it's yeah. really helpful yeah I'm sure a lot of people are rushing beers out and uh, to their detriment yeah, so, yeah. Um, oh, to learn, yeah I think a lot of the smaller brew pubs that we've been to recently all that have sort of sent us beer samples and things there are that, that fermentation flaws where it's like there's a good beer here but it's been rushed through or there's been a hitch there or the yeast hasn't been healthy and yep. you can, it just comes across in the taste yeah, um, yeah definitely and it, 
it comes across an entire range of I think Dave we've both encountered sure. that recently or sometimes like you go to a place where they go we had a night bigger than we intended uh, early on and we had no beer left and we've got to get something going yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Like, it's hard to take your time then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely pressure to get beers out. It's what we sort of been, we held off until now with the cans until we we're sort of ready to make sure we could back it up. Mm. If, um, if people are liking it, we want to make sure we can, uh, yeah, get, get it out there. You don't get a first uh, impression very often, so um, you've got you to crush it. Yeah. So what's the difference in size of the two systems? Um... So Dandenong is a 10-hex system, um, and this one's just a 5-hex system. But with the Dandenong system, um, yeah, we're able to do 20-hex, 30-hex within, uh, like, two shifts. Um, yeah, two shifts in a, in a day. Whereas with this one here, we'll just be doing 10-hex in a day, just, you know, taking the time. Because um, when people do come to this venue, you can sit around the bar, around the brewery, and have a chat with us while we're having a beer. Oh, having a brew. <laughs> Both, I guess. Yeah. Fro- Freudian slip yeah. there, I guess. Um, so, yeah, because we, we'll be brewing. People can sit at the bar and just talk with us, whether you're, you're a home brewer or, you know, a professional brewer or just an amateur that's just learning about beer. Um, you sit with us, talk with us, and uh, even have beers from the tanks and... And learn, and, yeah, we'll, and be, yeah. we'll be advertising whenever we're putting a brew through, which will be once or twice a week, sort of thing. So if people want to come down, and if anyone who's ever sat through a full brew day, the whole thing's <laughs> not necessarily riveting. But <laughs> hopefully, here if you can come and have a burger and a few beers and come and go, or just you know, yeah, take yeah. whatever level of interest you f- you fancy. And the brewery, as you said, there is a bar at at the brew brewery kind of a thing you can sit there like you would in a, a kitchen or a, a bar we we want to make sure for the well, sort of the the brief for squeezing a brewery into a restaurant was sort of to make sure it was still part of the restaurant not uh closed off or off to the side or out the back we wanted it to kind of really feel like you're sitting in amongst the tanks and it was a big part of i know yeah. if like if there's a brew on or anything going on in the brewery i know where i'm sitting i'm going straight to that bar for sure <laughs> yeah. and like i yeah. love i love restaurants that have a kitchen bar where you can sit and watch the people working and so i definitely watch someone working in the brewery while i have a chat yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um how did burnley happen what's the genesis for this place oh. would been talking about it for years and years. A few, a few false starts, and um, who's we? You and Phil? My, yeah, myself yeah. and Phil. Yeah, and um, we had background running, running cafes together. Phil, Phil still got a bunch around the place, um, and I'd spent the last few years working with um, Spark Breweries mm-hmm. with um, sales and installations. So and you've gone with Spark for the one in the brew pub, uh, as well as Dandenong. So yeah, both. both. Yep, yep, correct, yep. true. And so, so, so that hospital <laughs> yeah. experience plus brewery experience, you just decided to... Yeah, it all came together. Yeah, I think it was when we were at uni, we wanted to um, get cheaper coffee, so we decided to start a cafe. And now we are, uh, you know, diehard alcoholics. The natural progression was to open a brewery. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get that. yeah. You've um, got a lot of cafes. Hey, do you still have a lot of cafes? Yeah, got a quite, yeah, got a, got a few. Is there um, one in New York still? There is still one in New York yeah. Yeah, in Brooklyn, uh, in Crown Heights. So that's that's good fun. I've had a few visa issues, so I don't get over there as much as I'd like to. But um, 
that dare, hope, dare I ask? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm hoping to iron those out pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nothing too bad. I just applied for the wrong type of visa, uh, and okay. they and they banned me. So, so, so like a, it's not like a criminal record or anything. Nah, nah. Well, not that they would tell me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have had a shave for the interview. Oh, that would have helped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. No, it's 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 been good fun, um, you know, running the running the cafes, and there's been a bit of crossover now with the brewery, and as you said, you know, having that hospitality experience sort of gives us a bit of. Uh, I know we're not scared of running kitchens, um, you know, and running you know sort of table service venues, which sort of, you know, it, it gives us a bit of a point of difference, I suppose. Mm. As I said, we can, you know, serve functions and you know, dinners for, you know, anyone and everyone. Um, yeah. do, you want, do you want to plug your cafes while you're on microphone? Oh, I'd happily plug the cafes. Right, um, list yeah, them off. List, list them off. Well, actually, I'll, I'll start with the Neil and I are still uh, a part of a pizza shop down in down in Windsor. So we do a, we run a low waste pizza shop called Small Print Pizza Bar. Um, so we've had that for a little while. Uh, we've got St James Cafe in Malvern, uh, Pedro Espresso on St Kilda Road, uh, hard pressed coffee in East Melbourne. Uh, and these days, coffee roasting up on Victoria Street. What an empire! Really? Yeah. And what's the one in Brooklyn? I think we've got some uh, American. Brooklyn's uh, yeah. Oh, oh, get it, guys. Um, <laughs> it's uh, called Seven Point Espresso in Crown Heights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's good and fun. That's just from wanting to get cheap coffee as students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, got a bit carried away. <laughs> um, so, how's the coffee or the cafe world different to the? The brew pub world. Oh, um, good question. I mean, my 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 sort of role here at, at Burnley is in the uh, sort of venue operations, uh, marketing, branding, that sort of thing. So a lot of that sort of stuff is is quite transferable. Sort of trying to make sure that we sort of tell the story about our product and and you know what what we're doing. So you know, hopefully, if you come in to Burnley or into any of the cafes, you can sort of you know test the staff, ask ask them about the the coffee and the or the beer or the you know the food um, they'll be able to sort of tell you a story and give you a good experience mm. so there's a bit of bit of crossover there um, but uh, you know it's all it's all hospitality you have you know all the all the normal challenges um, involved with just a lot of stuff HR is you know it's just a massive part of my day yeah yep how did you find Michael then uh, uh, pretty well okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just showed up one day yeah <laughs> He was meowing at the back door. Um, <laughs> um, I like don't like cats. It's barking. Definitely a dog character. <laughs> um, uh, we've uh, we've got a we've got a, a good relationship with a couple of uh, wine bars around um, uh, around Melbourne. Um, so they've actually been really instrumental in helping us, you know, do a pretty exciting wine list here as well. Um, and one of the ladies who runs uh, Turak Sellers is Michael's sister. Okay. So when, when I went to go there the other day and I couldn't get in. Oh. So I had to go to a pub down the road, which had Burnley Beer on tap. So oh, that's pretty fun. my story of Turex Sellers. Nice. <laughs> oh, why couldn't you get into Turex Sellers? Oh, it was just way too busy. Okay. It was like Friday after, Friday night at like 5.30. That's a good plug. And my brother was playing yeah. a classical, cla- yeah. classical music concert across the road. Fair enough. And we're like, well, we'll go to Turex Sellers and we couldn't get in. So oh. we went to, I don't remember the name of the bar. It was like a, a pub, sorry. Um, You're wrong. Not the Orong, but nearby. Bush Inn. It had like 535, or it was on a corner. Yeah, it yeah that's the Bush Inn. Yep. Okay, and we walked in, and I didn't realise there was two bars. We went to the, the nicer bar, and we're like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then we saw Burnley, I think the Vienna Lager was on tap. So, yeah. yeah. They were they were an early adopter, those guys. Yeah, they were the first um, pub 
pub pub that put us on top. Is it Fight Bushin and Five Three Five? Is the name of the the yeah the wine bar and the yeah. same same premises that yeah, split the yeah. sort of sports bar and the wine bar and the, the wine bar. Yeah. We got free um, bruschetta when we went in, which was nice. The oh, guy gave us some. Uh, so yeah, I like that place now. Tick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 that's all right. Um, when, when we were sort of setting up, I think anyone who's uh, opened a brewery sort of has to meet everyone, every uncle, mother, brother, sister who's been a home brewer. You know, they say, "Oh, you're opening a brewery. You should meet my someone," and uh, you know they can help you out. And so we'd met heaps of people. And we sort of rolled our eyes when we heard that. Linda's brother was a brewer and we should meet this guy um, and then uh, we yeah so we, we sort of said alright fine we'll meet this Michael guy and uh, you know it turned out I'm hearing this for the first time by the way okay. <laughs> oh really yeah yeah we reluctantly went along and you know reluctantly hired the guy no no, it's, um, no it, it all it all, uh, it all went pretty well from there we yeah I mean dude makes good beer yeah um, Thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, design, and one of the things that sort of first struck me coming to this brewery was the colour scheme uh, is, is probably not, I guess, brewery-like. Um, kind of... Uh, Dave, how would you describe it? Uh, well, I mean, when I was just got off the tram across the road, I said the shop front belongs on a beachfront. Yeah. It's kind of pink and blue umbrellas at the front, uh, the glass st- uh, premise front, just kind of looks fun yeah um script script writing for burnley uh yeah interesting look how did that i guess what inspired the look of this oh the look something something modern is getting harder and harder to do something different in beer as more and more yeah um brands kick off or even if you think you've come up with a new idea you you, you find something that someone's done yeah you, you find something looks frightening similar so yeah we just want something original and hopefully modern with the like, like Phil was saying before with the the venue with the full full hospitality offering wine list spirits cocktails restaurant we wanted to make sure there was something for everyone and kind of approachable mm. hopefully yeah. accessible or you know something people would feel comfortable having a you know getting involved in mm. yeah we're sitting here and one of these booths sort of hits sort of six, seven or eight people if you're good friends um, but sort of nothing makes us happier when people sort of sit here and smash a bunch of wine and don't even touch the beers you know it's, it's just a really sort of accessible space and uh, uh, clearly we try and push them onto some beers and, and <laughs> we get them to try so I mean, if you come if you come in and sit down for dinner we'll, we'll you know first thing that happens is you get a get a little sample of whatever beer we think is fun at that time and a little spiel I just saw just a moondog walk in as well so um you, they're scoping you out, yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing points, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we, we had um we had Miriam McWilliam uh, help us out with with all the design and a lot of interior styling. Um, Who's Miriam McWilliam? She's done a bunch of stuff for us in the past. She's she's actually done all the cafes, um, uh, all the design work. Uh, this is her first hit at um, designing beer. Um, Especially the the cans, which we think we think came out really well. Cans look spectacular. Great, yeah. um, but we thought that'd be a good thing. Have someone have a fresh crack at it, not from a beer, beer background or beer perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the look of the cans, and I can't even really see the front of them. And I'm already uh, the, the the graphic that ended up being the focus of the cans was just a, a poster Miriam did for us, just to kind of fill some of the walls. And people just comment on it. People responded really well to it. Sort of. Yeah. Um. So. Getting your beer into pubs, uh, we mentioned the Orong and Bush Inn, uh, and I guess all your cafes are over that side of the city, kind of. 
is that kind of the, where you're focusing your your beer sales? We're focusing local as close as possible, sort of in in, in Melbourne. Um, so so we're going to have a nice relationship with the with the venues at the moment. We can still do all the deliveries ourselves and get the direct feedback. So. Yeah, we definitely have a local yeah. focus. Make sure it's make sure it's pouring well, and make sure you know we we can sort of yeah be across the you know the feedback and what the punters are wanting, but not really like you know too by design. You know, someone wants the beer, we'll we'll happily uh, you know sell them some. Yeah. Like, so how do you how are you going about sales? Is it just you guys, or is it you've got sales reps out on the street? Oh. Uh, Chloe, who's Michael's wife, is on board full time sales now since just just recently. So we really just started our proper sales push for the first six months we just had a, a few kegs when people had sort of really asked us for it um, and, and now we're, we're getting out there and dropping off samples and making a bit of noise yeah it's been it's been heaps of fun and a big learning uh, curve for us all I think none, none of us have really done sales and Chloe just doesn't have a background in sales she's got a background in beer like a brewer in her own right yeah right um, yeah she puts she puts me to shame <laughs> like as far as beer knowledge and you know palate and that sort of stuff, so um, you know having a, a beery, I suppose, I suppose in line with you know I suppose uh, Miriam as an example, not being from the beer industry, you know getting someone who's not in sales to sort of come in, it's you know try and try and give someone a shot at upskilling and you know learning learning uh, learning new new trades, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been awesome actually, really really good experience. Um, tell us a bit about this part of the world you've got slow beer just down the road um, outgang bar the exit bar moondog it's become close. another uh, another part of this sort of like um, good, good east richmond yeah. war crawl i guess yeah, yeah. yeah. How, do, how do you guys think you fit into that world We've been accepted in. <laughs> no, everyone's been really nice. I think everyone's been in for a few beers over the last yeah. few months, and um, yeah, been really helpful and supportive. But um, I don't know. Each of those places you just reeled off do have a really distinct and individual vibe. I think we get a lot of people on pub crawls who do tick off a, you yeah, know, a few of those on a, yeah. on a Saturday Sunday arvo. Mm. So I think it's all complimentary. Mm. It's kind of weird. Like it's it's popped up kind of organically. You know, it's not really like a the Smith Street or a Brunswick Street, um, where there's a lot of pubs. There's not much around here other than nope. now there's suddenly a lot of breweries. Yeah, or, we're, at or the quiet, we're at the quiet end of Richmond compared to sort of Swan Street where it's all the pumping denser. Yeah. Do you think that almost works in your favour? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's an interesting thing. We, we, we get a mixture of... Um, you know, locals who come in regularly, and and a mixture of people who sort of travel to get to us. More of a destination. So yeah. you know, I think I think you know, regardless anywhere with sort of high density population, i.e. Richmond and Burnley, you know, we, we will just sort of get a few people in. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good it's place to be. I mean, just dense enough housing that there's like a good catchment of people who can walk and if you really feel local. Yeah. Like the, the name, we wanted to keep it local focus and have a bit of a sense of sense of place to it. Mm. Yeah. So is Burnley a suburb? Burnley's officially? a pocket of Richmond. Okay. I think same, it is same officially postcode. a suburb, isn't it? Or is it the same postcode? Same is postcode. 3121, yeah. 3121. Yeah, yeah. yeah represent. Um, <laughs> do you guys show the footy here? We do. How does the footy crowd treat you guys? Good. Really yeah. good. Are you expecting a big day today? Because today, Richmond <laughs> Collingwood... <laughs> Richmond, <laughs> Richmond Collingwood. Yeah. Might, it, it might be yeah. the biggest... Game home and away game almost ever perhaps yeah, sold so, out of um, it? yeah yeah uh, 
We did, really uh, sold out. We sort of targeting the footy crowd. We did a little bit of advertising on SEN and. Uh, yeah, I have heard that actually. Yeah, we wanted to make sure people didn't think of it as like a special occasion, fine dining restaurant where you'd go once a year. Why don't it just be an everyday pub where you just come come hang out and have a few beers and watch the footy? I think the first time I came, there was cricket on the on the tally. Um, good spot to sit and watch the cricket. Yeah. I, uh, I love sitting and watching the cricket. So yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's a good 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 plug. Yeah, we sort of um, we keep it reasonably subtle on the on the TV screen, so you can sort of. Uh, you know, I mean, my, my girlfriend hates the footy, and you know, I can sort of keep half an eye on the scores while we're, you know, <laughs> eating some dinner or having having a few doing important a few drinks. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, yeah, no. So we sort of try and make it so you can sit here and watch it if you want, but you know, you can also ignore it if you if you're not into it. Um, um so you're kind of, I guess, coming to a somewhat of a culmination. You're getting the brewery up and running. You got cans coming out. Uh, where does sort of the next Year or two years look for you guys. Like, are you wanting? You, do you want to build on this, or are you just happy with this oh, as it is? As Michael said, fifty-two beers. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a new beer. Yeah, Actually, um, sorry, sorry, Neil. Just um, something, something that um, Neil's been really keen on, and, and I'm really pushing for it as well. Is um, we're going to get some barrels in as well, and just get a bit of a barrel agent program. So we just went to BrewCon, um, and uh, Matt from Firestone Walker did an amazing presentation on the uh, on just you know building your own barrel program. We're really inspired by that. Um, so we're hoping to get a sour sour barrel aging program going, then like a spirit barrel uh, barrel aging program going, and then also just like fresh, nice, clean barrels, uh, clean beers with with just like American oak toasted or, or stuff like that. Um, Is so that going to be here and Daniel? That'll be in Daniel, but then s- served here because in Daniel we've got the space for it. Sure, yeah. Um, and uh, while we bit off that second project to a large extent, we'd realised we're just a bit. Um, we, we literally can brew here. There's the space, but um, the the logistics of getting beer out or packaging beer or cellaring mm. barrels is um, it's a tricky thing in a restaurant. Yeah. So the restaurant and brew pub came first, and then you realised you needed the Daniel. Yeah. And then the Dandenong installation was a lot quicker and more straightforward. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, uh, yeah, although we started that one much later, it, it in fact finished first. Is that council? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of council, a little bit of body corporate, just um, just a more complicated fit-out with chillers in the basement and longer glycol runs and suspended slabs and <laughs> extraction and yeah. limited power. And It's not an industrial site. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, cool. So barrels, and then and then just new beers each week. Awesome. Um, because we'll get, we'll get the like, can, cans out, special release cans out. Oh yeah, keep it local, and we'll, we'll see how we, we go. Two years, a bit hard to say. Yeah. This year, I feel like we just hit our stride now. Yeah, with a full tap line up, the brewery working here, beers pouring from the tanks. We used to ask people what their plan was for five years, and now we've rounded it down to one. What's <laughs> yeah. plan? Yeah. It's an emergent it's, strategy. It's just, yeah. <laughs> And unless it's mountain goat or someone, what's your one year plan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, five years then. How, how, how do we do yeah. five years? <laughs> um, um, yeah. We've got a lot of listeners out there that are probably doing brew pubs, wanting to do a brew pub. What are some takeaways that you guys have found uh, that, that you want to impart on our on our listeners? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Um, plenty of beer. From a business side of things, I mean, it's it's good being able to sell sell beer over the bar I mean obviously the, the margin's higher but we we can also you know tell the story and 
Um, we're we're we, running a reasonably yeah. traditional pub pub model, really. Like we, we we do brew, which is a really nice aspect to the to the venue. What's well, the focus of the venue? But um, yeah, it's all the, all the things that go go with hospitality. All the mm. the staff and administration. I'm not sure if it's what everyone imagines it might be. That's I mean that's something we've talked about with brewers probably off mic more, but um, you know they grow suddenly, and then suddenly they've got twenty staff that they need to manage. Is that something that you're? I guess you guys are across that, right? Yeah. We we started with twenty staff. Yeah, it was okay. you know it was we had to you know obviously we had to have chefs and bar staff and wait staff and obviously you know brewers and you know all, all that sort of stuff. So you know it's um yeah we just had to sort of deal with that from from day day one. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's good. I mean, as I said, we, it means we can sort of tell a story and you know this, we can sort of grow from here into I don't know. Wherever we, we want to take it, it is, yeah. <clears throat> we wanted to do a nice local pub for locals, like kind of modern take on traditional pub. Like we really like kind of Australian pub culture, I guess, and mm. um, just try and do a nice, nice modern take on that. And it's basically gone to plan. We've got a really nice crowd of locals, a lot of familiar faces in, and people liking the beers. So yeah, it's it's, it's been good, and, and I think um, just to touch on like a good good like gender diversity and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, we're sort of. Uh, as we talked about design briefly, but we sort of made sure it wasn't, you know, that sort of blokey kind of beery kind of nature to it. Um, you know, it's we just, you know, we get a lot of everyone drinking beer, old, young, male, female, everything. So it's it's been really exciting to. That was sort of one. Of, that was one of our sort of key aims, is you know, sort of beer for everyone. Um, and then and yeah, we've been really really impressed and really happy with with the turnout. I like that even down to the tasting paddles, there is a design element to it. Um, the tasting paddles are. They look like a an art. What do you call that? A paint board. Imagine oh, a yeah, French guy, called? a French guy painting, uh, and palette. he's holding a palette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just trying to. kind of like that. Uh, it could be palette. It could be paintboard, though. I'm not too sure. Yeah, might yeah. Be right with paintboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a thing that a French guy holds when he's painting. <laughs> but you know, it's snappy. I like it. Doesn't yeah. have to be French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the glasses are the you know those tiny little tasting glasses that are in the shape of. What so like goblet shape yeah, yeah. Belgian yeah. Um, and they've all got the script writing on them so I guess down to these mm. details which wanted to make it so you couldn't take a photo in the venue that didn't have uh, the, the, the name of the logo sure. in it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if, um, you know, if Neil takes off his clothes you just get Burnley Brewing everywhere as well <laughs> innovative I like it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have tattoos on your back or? not yet no not yet okay <laughs> It was discussed um, last night. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. So it was a good night last night there. It was. We just uh, decided that we had a bunch of beer and we should probably try and get through it. <laughs> we got in a whole bunch of spirits, a bunch of Australian whiskeys that we actually yeah. hadn't tried. So yeah, nice. Which ones? Undertook to give yeah. that a run. So some product um, knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> what did we drink? We started with the Koval. Yeah, well, it was... Chicago, I guess, so that's not it's helping not, out not Australian, Australian pitch, no. is it? <laughs> no, but it was delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the Bakery Hill's been really popular yeah, um, for a higher-end one here. Friend mm. of a friend of the show. No, son of the friend, whatever. whatever. Father yeah. of the friend of the show. Yeah, yeah those guys are really nice. <laughs> yeah, they came down and ran us through it all. Yeah, um, nice. They've yeah. been doing whiskey for years as well, like quietly and no one's really noticed. Before it was cool. Yeah. Bakery Hill, get on it. Yeah. And then I suppose looking forward uh, as well, I mean, look, looking into how, you know, what we can do as, as far as a, a venue-centred brewing company and, and, you know, making sure that we're doing everything we can as far as, like, sustainability, um, community engagement, um, you know, staff development, that sort of thing. There's this sort of some of our sort of softly spoken aims. Um, 
you know, if we can manage to sell enough beer and pay the bills, we can, you know, sort of grow those sorts of sides of the business um, as well. But Do you ever want to, I guess, expand this out to be, you know, a bigger production brewery or more brew pubs? Oh, I would no no immediate plans. All right. This yeah, is getting yeah. pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about a Burnley brew pub in Brooklyn? Burnley brew pub in Brooklyn. Well, um, it's a lot of bees. You yeah. might. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was going to mention this before. You might need to change the B. I think. Oh we right. This yeah. Now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess people that haven't seen the the Burnley, it's a script writing. So if you isolate yeah. the B, it looks like another brewery in Brooklyn. Yeah. That you may have heard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has that come up for you guys? Uh, we made the decision not to have the B out on its own, so yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. Miriam's handwriting. But um, yeah, we just have the whole logo. Oh, really? Now. That's a handwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you went there, I don't think they've got a Vienna Lager that's making any waves or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Sounds like we're ripping on you for just like. <laughs> um, Dave, any more questions for no, you? Nothing from me. You guys yeah. want to add anything before we wrap up? No. How do we keep tabs get, on get Burnley? For a beer. Oh, yeah. We'd love to see you. How do you keep tabs on Burnley? Um, I suppose follow us on socials, the normal normal things. Uh, we've given Michael full reign of uh, our Burnley Brewing Twitter. That's so right. any any beer nerds out there, make sure you follow us on Twitter because that's uh, it's going to be a bunch of nonsense and a bunch of beer geekery. Lots of Harry Potter quotes as well. Uh, actually, before we wrap <laughs> you up... You did have one more question, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm told the brewery music in Dandenong is either reggae or Harry Potter oh. audiobooks. Can I, can, I, can I tell a funny story that I heard? Was, um, and I heard this uh, you know, secondhand, so you know, it might be a little bit embellished, but uh, the story goes that, that Michael was down brewing on his own, had uh, Harry Potter audiobooks playing nice and loud, and to himself he just chuckled and said, oh, oh Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that there was a uh, delivery driver right behind him. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, that's um, that's, <laughs> that's uh, Jerry. He drives to Liquex, and um, you know Hermione just slapping mouth for you or something like that was happening. Just I was classic like, oh, Hermione, classic yeah. Hermione. <laughs> and then and Jerry's just behind. He's like, Michael, is this a bad time? I'm like, God, I got to lock the front door. I mean, yes, it is a bad time. But yeah, yeah. Hermione's on her bullshit again. Yeah, exactly. And then I quickly run over and put it on pause. Oh, I was just looking for my music. Yeah. Was, Where's that heavy metal guy? Yeah. 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 Slayer. <laughs> oh, shit, see you there. Yeah. yeah, so that's um that's one of numerous times that's happened. So uh Yeah. Uh what reggae is on the playlist these days? Um Spotify reggae classics. <laughs> um just kinda go through that. It's uh yeah, it's nice. I don't know, it keeps me keeps me calm and organized, which is probably an oxymoron there, but <laughs> I've, I've got a friend that has a theory that um, New Zealand, because reggae is huge in New Zealand. Oh it's yeah, the biggest thing. Why? Well, his theory is the government does it to keep the <laughs> the um, population placated. Okay, so is this, like is that one for the hypothesis? Uh, no, I think okay. maybe it came up once. Okay, yeah. But so basically, because um, reggae chills you out, and reggae is massive in New Zealand. Like as soon as you get on a flight to New Zealand, you're hearing reggae. Um, so. You know, it must, must work for you. So you should go visit New Zealand. And well, actually, funnily, I'm going in uh, October, actually. Well, you'll hear, as soon as you get on Air New Zealand, you'll hear Ege. Yeah, oh, fantastic. If you're flying in New Zealand. <laughs> well, it's just... Uh, just like home. I think I think I am, too, actually. But, um, no, it's just uh, just something nice to... Um, 
relaxed too. Actually, when we were um, doing the fit out down in Dandenong, uh, our um, our electricians from DCAM, they were doing the install and stuff like that. And two of the uh, Sparkies, they uh, on Thursdays they do what's called what were they calling it? Crusty Thursday, I think. So they had crusty slay, Thursday. yeah, crusty Thursday. Yeah. So they had like heavy metal Slayer going stuff like that. And I was um, I was installing the glycol, kind of fiddly job. And I was getting frustrated because it just wasn't, you know, wasn't getting into this how it was meant to be getting. And I'm just getting really frustrated. I'm like, it's got to be this music. I'm like, guys, sorry, I need to put some reggae on for a bit. <laughs> put that reggae on. Continue doing my job. Fix it. Fix it up perfectly. I'm like, oh god, that music really, really got to me. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. That's enough. Interesting for lesson. To, uh, yeah. yeah. To yeah. apply that full time. Yeah. Um, I've got a good reggae playlist on Spotify that you, you'll like. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up on that note? So yeah, good. Harry Potter quotes. Twitter, get on Twitter? it. Twitter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Burnley Brewing. At, at Burnley Brewing. Yeah. So check us, check us out at um, on the usual channels. Facebook, Cans and Instagram. Coming out. And check them out. Yeah, have a go. The beers are great, by the way. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed every beer I yeah. just had. Um, and we've just got a new paddle, so we're going to sign off and enjoy that. We'll probably, Dave, you and I will wrap up at the end. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back. Oh, we're already recording. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just I just left that rolling. I mm. uh, left that gold rolling through. I'm going to edit it out. Gold rolling. I'll Dave, I'm going to tell you a beer recommendation. I'd love you to. Uh, West Coast IPA from Exit. Yep. It's in my hand right now. Sure, me an too. easy one to do. Sorry. Hey, I get it. Yeah, it's in my hand um, as well. Yeah, yeah it's a, I'm really enjoying it. And I don't think we've ever recommended an Exit beer on the show. Um, uh, unless it was the exit IPA before it became the exit IPA yeah it's possible but I mean like that's fine anyway um, in terms of West Coast IPA I was drinking with a brewer from the UK the other week um, and we we did sort of a circuit around Richmond and we walked into here together and this guy is working for a brewery that um, is kind of going to be big soon I think yeah and he had this and he's like this is the this shit is it. Yeah. this is it so West Coast IPA well uh, okay. exit right. do it Dave Love what do you got uh, beer wise I'm gonna I mean if, oh we've already had the chat um, I can't recall what we said about this particular beer if anything on mic mm. but the first beer in their paddle is their Keller beer and it's phenomenal it's so good that uh, the Burnley Keller beer is my recommendation for sure. Uh, I can't remember if it was on or off mic, but there were whispers that it could potentially find a home in a can, mm. which would be a huge win uh, as far as I'm concerned. My question at the time was, does it not be a calibre anymore? Because calibre means cellar. I don't really know what that means. So yeah. calibre means cellar in, in Germany. Right. So basically a calibre was served from the cellar um, cloudy, from, um, basically from the barrel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So what does that mean in... Package sense then. Well, you can't package it because it's served from the barrel. It's like a bright tank beer kind of a thing. You okay? But it. if you were going to package that beer, what is it called? Um, you still call it Calibre. No, uh, like after chatting to Michael about it, that's what he said. You still call it Calibre. Yeah, no, but that's, that's. I guess that's the origins of the style. So it's like yeah, I get it. An, an like, unfiltered, slightly cloudy lager, but and this, delicious. Yeah, exactly, delicious. And in this environment, that should be packaged mm. and sent out. So yep. whatever you want to call it. 
delicious. No, yeah. Dave. I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> Salad means color. Yeah. God damn it. Um, non beer. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. The movie The Warriors. Yep. I don't think I've ever recommended it on the show before. I reckon you might have. Who cares? Yep. It's such a good movie. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix these days. Yeah, I watched it just last weekend. Yeah. I think it's the perfect movie. I think it could be my number one movie of all time. So you, so it's your like, as far as I'm concerned, it's your Goodfellas to to me. Yeah, 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 but yeah. better than that. <laughs> Obviously not. But we could go on forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it's a really fun movie. It's the kind of movie that don't go on thinking you're going to get a high art movie. You're just going to get some fun. You're going to get some fights, and you're going to see a baseball gang fight people when they've got ma- baseball makeup on. It's the best. It's so the this best. came. I mean, like you just said, baseball makeup. Like that's something that everyone expects. Oh, I know what baseball makeup is. Yeah, yeah but when you see it, it'll make sense. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this whole Dave? conversation came up because I told you that I watched it last weekend, and I thought it was fine. Yep. I thought it was fine. You also and you also thought Hill Farmstead Arthur was fine. Yes. This is the Hill Farmstead Arthur of movies. That could be offensive to someone. I just lawyered you. You, <laughs> you sure did. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, and my comment on the whole thing was that I have a strong feeling that I enjoyed The Warriors, but I think that when you watch that movie for the first time as a 32-year-old male in 2018, you might not get the sparkle and enjoyment that you get at any other time on the planet. Yeah, yeah, no, wrong. Sure, I get that. Obviously, <laughs> it's like it's a pain point for you, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it. But like, it's I'm not gonna be going. Hey, if you want to have an experience in life, you got to watch the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it was made in 1979. It's, got know, it. It's a got it. And I feel like I acknowledge uh, that. I in don't my, know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your recommendation? <laughs> uh, mine. I mean, another. Th- consistent theme to a lot of time recommendations is that I'm late to stuff and I'm still not convinced that I haven't done this before but I'm going to do it anyway it's late for a mate late for a the mate the great viral video clip from 2015 I don't know what that is we'll talk but, about it off mic uh, I really really have enjoyed as much as I dislike uh, American situation comedies in my club sitcoms out oh. there uh Man, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny. Terry Crews is as functional as any character could possibly be in any show. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Are you calling him functional, though? As in, like, he's more important. Like, he's functional where I say Gene is not functional. So, my two favourite are those two. Mm. And you're calling one functional, one... You'd lose. Yeah, I say you're correct with Terry Crews and you're incorrect with Gina. Gina, We'll do this off mic. We can do it off mic, or we can do it on mic. Um, no, fight, like, fight, fight. like one of the funniest. I've had like a real um, f- phobia is not the right word, but like uh, just aversion? tendency to yeah aversion to any American comedies like that because of like the Big Bang Theory factor. Yeah, yeah. Like where all those shows have all these canned laughter, where like. There's so many instances where, like, say a line and then just wait yeah, for yeah. laughter to finish yeah. before, yeah. like, it's just so unnatural. And this seems like it fits in that mold of shows, but doesn't yield to all those crazy factors. And it's really, really funny. I had a good time watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. That's a good, good rant. Yeah. 
Let's wrap this sucker up, Dave. Let's do it. Uh, where do people find you on the internet? Find me at Melb Dave. I keep hitting up at Dave Ellis to see if he wants to uh, sell me that uh, handle on Twitter. Uh, he's very inactive, but he seems like he's dug his heels in. Yeah. You know when you first became at Melb Dave, yeah. I started calling you Melbourne Dave. That's cool. That's and sort but, of what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and but but like this, I think this was. This is pre-podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, Melb Dave, can I call you Melbourne Dave? You got a little bit like, nah, don't call me that. What did I say? I don't you remember said, like, No, don't call me that. Okay, it was an house project. It, and me- I, I, it meant that little to me that yeah. I don't remember that coming up. Yeah. yeah, and in my mind I was like, oh, I can I never call like, Melb Dave, buddy, Melbourne Dave. I've saved syllables. Don't add more. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's Melbourne Dave. And you're like, don't call me that. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's man. So funny. I was so excited to call you Melbourne Dave. Uh, like, but, like, in hindsight, I would love to be, like, recognized as Melbourne Dave. Yeah. That's so good. It's, you know some Daves? That's yeah. Melbourne Dave. Absolutely. That's almost what I did it for. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I pushed me back down so, so hard. hard. Yeah. I'm glad That's we got right. this out oh, after God. at least three so my years old of podcasting. blog used to be called From Beer to Eternity, FBTE. I used to be called Dave underscore FBTE. The amount of times I had to explain that was not worth it. So that's why I could change my name to Melp Dave. And I feel like I could further reduce that by just going straight first name, last name. But yeah, yeah. Shed's direct uh, founder, Dave Ellis in the UK, <laughs> unwilling to respond to my uh, direct message. What a dick. Really? Everyone at that guy. He, uh, hasn't, Adam. he hasn't responded since 2015. I feel like he's not using his Twitter account. When you say he hasn't responded since, did he respond prior to that? No, I mean like his last uh, yeah, yeah. tweet response was 2015. So like, Yeah, all right. Unless he's doing some sick direct message work. He's not doing anything <laughs> on his profile. His DM game is strong. Quite possible, yeah. Um, oh, can we give a quick shout out to Ian... Uh, from Ian McNally. Yep. Uh, yep. What's the name of this podcast? He is the Chosen Brew podcast, beer wise. He's also got a sports podcast, which I hope Luke's looking up right. He's not. No, I don't have it. My phone doesn't work. Shit. I mean, the Wheel of Sports. Yeah, Wheel of Sports. Yeah. The Wheel of Sports. Right? Yeah. 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 He's we um, love that guy. Like, if anyone is a keen supporter of. Oh. <laughs> While we were recording, we Ian, literally just said, we'll give we're just plug. shouting out as we speak. Hi, yeah. Ian. Uh, um, yeah. We were like wrapping up our show, and we're like, oh, and by the way, we bumped into Ian. He's got Here a great. He is, show. Yeah. Sorry, Ian, what's the name of your sports podcast? Wheel of Sports, right? Wheel of sports. Okay, I got yeah. it right. Yes. Very good. Uh, Dave, are we done with you? We're gonna, done with me. Yeah. Uh, at Isle of a Time for me, Luke at Isle of a Time.com. Um, Hypothopod or the Hypothetical Institute for my conspiracy stuff. And also, my book is out in stores right now. That deserves more than just by one. Yes. Uh, get on board. Thank you.